0: Welcome to Podcasts of Foes. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. To celebrate the launch of Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, we worked with more than 20 of the community's favorite live play D&D podcasts to record special episodes using monsters and lore from Tome of Foes. We love highlighting the creativity of these amazing players and Dungeon Masters, and hopefully you will find one or two new podcasts to follow. To find out more about these groups and Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, head to dnd.wizards.com slash mtof or check out our live video programming on twitch.tv slash dnd. I wanted to thank Victoria Rogers from the Broadswords for organizing all these amazing adventures from the community in this Podcasts of Foes. And to find out about the next d adventure, check out the Stream of Many Eyes on June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. More information on that event can be found at dnd.wizards.com slash s-o-m-e. Have fun listening to this awesome one-shot adventure featuring monsters, stories, and lore pulled straight from Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. Available in game stores on May 18th and everywhere else on May 29th. Have fun rolling dice!
1: Hi, it's me, Victoria, your DM. To our regular listeners, hello! And to those of you who are checking us out for the first time... Welcome to the Broad Squad. Please be warned, this podcast is intended for mature audiences. There is violence, there's blood, there's gore, and there's cursing. For our regular listeners, you know that we are the type of podcast who just like to jump into things. We don't like to do big, long, extended introductions. But for this event, we are going to make an exception and do a really quick breakdown of who our characters are. So we have... Keela, our high elf contortionist bard, who does not sing. She has recently been dabbling into the scald side of things. So that is going to be a little different from the regular bard that you'd be used to. And then we also have our wizard. Her name is Yalaris, she is noble, and she is a half-elf. And she will tell you her opinion, regardless of whether you want it. She has been recently looking into the witchy arts, and for that we have kind of adapted Reddit user Zariath's witch-class homebrew and turned it into a kind of wizard archetype. And then we have Maypri, our lovable... Helpful tiefling barbarian who hails from Muhalrund. And we have special guest, Christine Chester from Heroes of the Hydean Way. Our regular listeners might recognize her when she played the earlier NPC, Lady Yelbruna, Offlar of Rashaman, And that brings us to our final character, Rashaman, our setting. Rashman is a land that is ruled by witches, and spirits roam the frozen wastes. Berserkers might sit on the throne, but the people behind the power? That's the witches, the Hathryn. Any male casters? You have two choices. Go to the Vremioni stronghold and become crafters, or get out and never come back. So, that's that. Thanks, Wizards of the Coast. Thank you so much for letting us do this. Let's get to it. Catherine Nadine turns away from the window. Even at her height in the tower, the smoke of the pyres curls up into her nostrils. So many of her sisters had been lost. So many of the Vremioni as well. What had their ritual unleashed? She sighs and looks at Hathryn Mesa's study. What had Mesa been Blood magic? Now the ritual hall lay in ruins, and now they burned their dead. The flashing of the crystal catches her attention. She waves her hand over it and watches as the orb swirls into life settles into the scene of a raging snowstorm. She can barely make out the worn face of Hathryn Adelana, the woman in charge of some of the remote northern villages. The woman's left eye is purple, and a red gash drips down her chin. Sister Mesa. Sister Mesa, please. We need your help. There's something cursed, something dark, roaming the mountains. Tethryn, Cowan, and I, we've managed to keep it away from the the villages, but we need help. We can't do this on our own. Oh, by the gods, we have tried. Please, we will meet you at the Larloom Fork. We track it. And then the message cut off, in a blur of snow, Nadine stares down at it, and then calls to the young Ethrin, Hathryn in training, who waits for her at the doorway. Their eyes meet. All of the trained ones, they were in the hall, and if they're not dead, they were injured. She makes her decision. The strangers, Bronleys get. Send for them. Rashomon is a land steeped in superstition, ruled by witches and entrenched in snow. Berserkers reign, and spirits roam the frozen wastes. Yelary's, Kela, and Maypri all have their own reasons for journeying north, but they soon find they have something in common. They are pawns in a divine
2: plot.
1: You're listening to The Broadswords. Starring Kristen Flemons As Yolary's The Half-Elf Wizard roaring Roaringhorn A pleasure Tracy Gibbons As Keela The High Elf Bard. Let's kick this thing's ass! Bianca Zelda. As May Pri, the lovable tiefling barbarian. Should we hide the body? And me, Victoria Rogers, your DM. The chill of the mountain air bites into you. It snakes under your cloaks and slithers down your spines. The cops of evergreens do little to keep the wind off of you. The campfire is small and sputters in the wind, threatening to go out every other minute. The tent walls flap loudly in the wind and it feels like snow is coming. More snow. Already the road has three feet deep in the white stuff. But this is the first fork in the road. This is where you were to meet the Tethrin and Hathrin, as you were ordered. You have been waiting for 41 turns of the glass. What are you
3: doing? Yelarius is cursing and muttering under her breath as she huddles next to the fire, robes tightly wrapped around her shoulders and intermittently shooting fire bolts into the fire to boost it back up and keep her hands warm. And just generally looking miserable and uh, being very frustrated with the tardiness of the people who were supposed to be meeting
4: us. Keela is definitely not a fan of the cold. She is also not a big fan of waiting, and to help her pass the time, she's playing her lute, but it's a very somber, sad sort of song, more of just occasional strums of random chords than a song, really. Aren't your fingers cold? Oh yeah, they're, they're very cold. <laughs> it's quite miserable. <laughs> Could you play an actual song,
5: please? Uh, is just uh, marching in place in front of the fire to stay warm. She's staying pretty quiet. She hasn't been feeling all of this waiting, either. It's kind of grating on her nerves, which is saying a lot. Where are they? How long are we supposed to wait for them here? I'm hungry. I'm cold. I want to go back. I don't know if we can wait much longer. How much time do we give them? Another hour?
3: Yeah, if that. I'm... I'm done. This is not a fitting place to just leave us.
1: All right, I'm with you. Let's pack up and let's go. At this point, I'm going to roll a d20. Uh, Well, that's actually not very good. So, can I please have perception checks from everyone? Nine. (gasps) I did good for once.
3: I did well. Um. A 20, not a natural 20, but a natural
5: 19. Mm, May pre? Uh, first roll on these new dice, a one. <laughs> Excellent. Roam <Throw him> out.
1: <laughs> yup, into the bin. Yolairis, <laughs> you shudder as darkness seems to grow around you. You swear you just saw a shadow by the tent.
3: Oh no, not this again. Ladies, I don't think we're alone. Uh, I'm gonna point over towards the tent and I'm gonna pick up, i um, gonna like dig down into the snow a little bit and try and pick up a little pebble and like toss it at the tent.
1: It hits the side of the tent. It slithers down the side. I can't tell what you're so worked up about.
5: Uh, priest just going to walk over to the tent, and uh, I'm just going to circle it. Um, As she's doing that, I'm going to start trying to go into the quickening. I'm going to sort of like
3: put my hands on my lap and and focus and try and see into the ethereal plane, see if something's uh, pestering us
1: from that side okay well it takes you a minute to do that correct yeah Yeah. so you start to settle into that quickening Mapri. I need another perception check from you please six surprise round oh no (laughs) (laughs) whoops well that wasn't a very great roll so don't you worry um, that is a 13. What is your AC, Maypre? 15. Okay. So something just goes whizzing right by your face. It's fast. And you hear this buzzing sound as it just goes by you. And then you feel some air as something leaps over you. And Keela, AC? 15. Okay, this is a 12. So again, something else whizzes by you. And then there is another whoosh of air as something jumps over you towards you, AC. 10. Well, this is a natural one. Oh my <laughs> God.
5: <laughs> Lucky.
1: So a chain, a long chain oh. comes flying by you and it hits like the side of the tent and gets caught because one of the barbs on this barbed chain rips into this, the the canvas and this figure stumbles and rolls and then lurches to its feet. Let's roll for initiative. Twenty initiative I cannot roll. This is bullshit.
5: Okay. I'm good with that.
1: <laughs> All right. So, Keela, you're at 20? Yep. Yelarys? 18. Maypri 13. Bad guy? 5. <laughs> All right, Keela, go.
4: Okay, so first, I am going to use Bardic Inspiration like I promised myself. Um, and I'm going to use it on Maypri. I'm just going to turn to her and I'm going to say, Maypri, let's kick this thing's ass.
5: So motivated.
4: (laughs) And then I'm going to make a shot with my hand crossbow. I rolled an 11.
1: Yeah, no. What does it look like when you miss with your arrow? (laughs) I'm just laughing because I don't think I've hit with this
4: fucking thing once. Um... She, so she's really pumped up after talking to Maypre like she's ready to go her eyebrows are furrowed she pulls it up to her eye she aims it right at the thing's I don't know face I, I, I don't really know if it has too much of a face and then it just goes flying in the completely wrong direction like way over the thing's right shoulder about two feet in the wrong way <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. nice hilarious So, what do I
3: see when I'm looking at this thing?
1: You see a thin creature uh, that is dressed in black leather armor with a dark red, um, like, ballooning pants that are tucked into tall leather boots. It's... Skin of what you can see of it, because you have dim- you have dark vision. The skin that you can see it's it's pale. It's a pale gray, but there are some very familiar angular features with very tall cheekbones. You'd say this creature was almost an elf. Does it look alive? Yeah, I mean it's it's got all its flesh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it, it's just
3: very pale okay very very pale angry elf um uh, i'm gonna shoot a firebolt at it sort of test the waters and just yell at it i don't believe we've been introduced <laughs> firebolt okay roll okay that that could be worse uh that was a 20.
1: Okay, well, yeah, that could be worse. Um, Not a natural, yeah, that. But... Okay, so roll some damage. That was one damage. <laughs> what does it look like when you do one damage to a pale elf? I, like, try to have a really cool line, and I'm like,
3: pew! And then, like, one little spark kind of catches on its armor, and it sort of fizzles a little bit. The elf probably just kind of looks at it and, like, brushes it off. and. <laughs> yep <laughs> probably wondering what it's doing
1: against all of these idiots <laughs> May
5: I am going to rage. that's how I'm gonna start this side of my fight
1: so why don't you explain how why are you raging?
5: I have been waiting for what did you call it forty forty one turns of the glass? Of the glass. Is that in hours? Yeah. Is that what that means? Okay, I've been waiting 41 hours. It's freezing cold. I am impatient and I'm angry. And then we have this chained leather creature come attack us. Of course I'm going to rage at it.
1: (laughs) And what does your rage look like?
5: My whole demeanor and my posture kind of change. I look a little bit bigger. My face is set in a furious scowl and the uh, blacks of my eyes have all turned white. Quick question. um, when When I want to attack and then I want to do an extra attack, do I just go ahead with my first attack or do I tell you, hey, I'm going to do two attacks?
1: Are you frenzying?
5: I'm going to frenzy.
1: Okay. So what does a frenzy look like? Why are you being lathered into a frenzy?
5: My companions have just significantly missed the mark on uh, what they were aiming to do, and seeing that has really motivated me to have to attack this creature. I am very worked up right now. I need to have this. I need to get this done and over with. I need to kill it.
1: Okay, so you get two attacks. You just go.
5: Excellent. So let's go for the stabby attack first. That is going to be 14. Nope. Second attack? 12.
1: No. And so what, what happened there?
5: It just looks like a mess. Uh, I was so worked up that I went to go slash at it, but I missed completely. And then I tried to hit it on with the back of my glaive. And once again, I'm just not paying enough attention. I'm seeing red effectively right now.
1: And it's its turn, this creature's turn. And this this being just grins wickedly. And you can see its white teeth flashing in the the, the dimming light. It's evening and it's going to be dark soon. There are a lot of shadows around at this hour. This being smiles and its chain goes whipping out like a lash. Two! There's <laughs> 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 something in the air. Nobody's
5: hitting. Oh my goodness, right?
1: <laughs> this sucks. All right. Um, it, goes, it whips at Maypri and completely just whizzes right by you. You don't even have to move. We're a
4: well-matched to the top, <laughs> Keila. I am going to rage. I am so frustrated that I failed to hit him, and that both my pre also failed to hit him, and I am not happy with this. I hit him. <laughs> and I'm just going to channel all my anger and take it and just like start clenching my fists and grinding my teeth. I'm going to use spirit assault. So, with this, I have two spirits that come to my aid and attack him.
1: What do your spirits look like?
4: My immediate thought was that they're, they're small kind of orbs, very bright-colored orbs. I don't think that they would have features like eyes or anything. I just see them as um, very ethereal, so these white orbs, but then they have a trail of blue that follows behind them and they float probably about four feet or so off the ground. They're pretty small, I'd say they're probably about two feet or so in diameter. Natural 20! Okay, there we go! So 24 for one and 16 for the other.
1: Okay, those are both hits. Well for damage. Seven
4: and five.
1: Yeah, it's just the dice. What was your dice roll before you added your modifier? Two? Three. Three. So six plus four. Ten. And then five was the second one? I have to do math, y'all. Okay. (laughs) What does that look like when your your spirits do 15 points of damage on this pale elf?
4: I like to think that these spirits are able to harness some magical energy at least enough to shoot some electricity at him so that's what they do is they they just pelt towards him and they shoot him with little bolts of electricity and he shakes on the spot under the power of the electricity okay
1: so now that is canon keila's spirits do lightning damage Okay, so that brings us to Yularis. Mm-hmm. Question. Um, if
3: I was to cast burning hands, is there a position I could get myself in where I would not hit Maypri? So that I could cast it towards the elf, but like at an angle so that Maypri would be out of the blast. Because it's like a 15-foot cone mm-hmm. that comes out of my hands. Whew.
1: But Maypri is right in front of it, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's no. Not unless you were to creep around it. Now she is a tiefling. She is. She does have fire I'd resistance.
5: Fire resistance. So I mean, I'm going to take half damage. I give you a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, you do you. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with fire bolt for right now and and throw
3: the same thing that's a little bit more contained, a little bit more focused. Mm-hmm and uh and throw one of those again a 17 yep okay good let's hope for more than one damage this time 10 oh
1: all or nothing on that dice (laughs) how does that look because that's max damage
3: that is max damage on that i am like so pissed off about that measly little spark that, like, Yolary's teeth are grinding so hard that everybody else can hear it, even though the sounds of battle are going on. It's like... And this this, uh, firebolt, this is reminiscent of the firebolt that destroyed the fated desk of her grandfather. She's channeling that same righteous anger. Um, Just hopping on the rage train.
1: You hear a startled screech from this person as their armor crisps up and their their skin is scorched it smells like barbecue Uh,
5: i've heard like people smell like pork when they're uh being charred so i think that's not
3: great we're all really cold and like really hungry after being oh, no. out here waiting for almost two days and I'm like <laughs>
1: oh, that could be worse
5: not so tantalizing <laughs> smells
1: alright maybe I'm
5: gonna use um, reckless attack does 17 hit Yeah. so 12 excellent so let me roll against his AC again 17 again. Okay, so you yeah. got
1: you got two hits. So roll some damage. And then tell me what kind of attacks you're making and what they look like.
5: Um, so this is going to be nine damage. Uh, so because I'm right up close with him, uh, we are doing some close quarters fighting. I would like to swing around and crack him over the head. Um, with the pull part of my glaive and then for my second attack I'm gonna pull it back and stab him in the stomach
1: this thing uh, it's not a thing, this person this person that you are murdering oh
5: My goodness.
3: you yes. tried to murder us <laughs> first
1: <laughs> this person that you're eviscerating here, Maypri <laughs> yelps in it's startled it doesn't know and as it yelps it lashes out with its chain and may pre? Mm-hmm. that is a 19. that definitely hits so this chain wraps around your thigh and he yanks it as it wraps and pulls you in doing i got two
0: dice
1: uh <laughs> oh but they rolled shitty uh so we got 4 plus 3 so it does 7 damage as the barbs of that are on this chain lock into the flesh of your thigh
5: is that piercing damage yes I've got resistance okay
1: so that is three points of damage as (laughs) this perp chain rips into the flesh of your thigh Um, and then uh, the second chain comes flashing out and misses so we're going to the top of the line we have Kila
4: I have a question. Yeah. For, it sounds like with Path of the Spirit that it's it's continuous while I'm raging. So do my spirits attack and then I attack?
1: Whatever you want. It's your turn.
4: Oh, okay. Well then, yes. So first I'm going to send my spirits in.
1: They do 19 and 13. One does hit. The other one does not It hits for six. And your turn. So, well, my one,
4: well, my wisps go into attack. The one misses, but the other hits. I use that time to line up my hand crossbow, and I got a 21. What?
1: You finally hit. Oh my god, I think that's the first time I've hit something
4: with my hand crossbow. (laughs) I'm so excited. And I do
1: seven damage. It jolts backwards as the bolt embeds itself. Where were you aiming? At his chest. I figured big target. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It it hits the sternum. And he goes flying kind of back. He stumbles backwards. And we've got Ylaris.
3: All right. As he's stumbling, I'm glaring. And does he look particularly hurt or does he look like this is all just sort of like brushing off his shoulders oh
1: yeah like his his belly is gashed open from a glaive he's got a crossbow bolt sticking out of his chest His, his entire left side is just singed and burned this person does not look good um I'm going to
3: kind of growl at him. You can make this all end, friend. As I, like, fire another firebolt. <laughs> it's like, call mercy, buddy. Uh, yeah, that's a 14.
1: No, it goes flying past it. Ylarius pretends it's a warning shot. <laughs> Maypri.
5: Alright, I would like to finally finish the Stranger off once and for all. So I'm going to go for what's hopefully going to be the finishing blow, 18, my first attack, and then with my Frenzy, that's an 18 damage. So that's 19. Alright, Um, what this looks like is, so I mean I can do a quick analysis, oh actually super quick question. Um, is my leg still wrapped up with this like chain burb weapon? Yes.
1: Yep. Yeah, he hasn't disengaged it. Yet. Okay.
5: Uh, I'm gonna let out a guttural roar, and I've I've got to kind of walk a couple steps because he was pushed back, and I would like to gut him with my first attack. Um, this time with the intention to completely eviscerate um, him, S- slice him sideways. Um, And then with my second attack, I'm going to swing my glaive down um, with the slicey side and stab him in the head.
1: Okay, and that was 19 damage? Yes,
5: I've it out this time, so I've got like...
1: (laughs) You did it. And his entrails spill out onto the snow in a red spray. Beautiful. And he thuds down to his knees and then sideways.
4: Keela is going to high-five me pre-indularies, because I think that was the most victorious moment we've had so far.
5: I think so, too. (laughs) I'll happily return that high-five. Like, hell yeah,
1: we did that. We did that. Yolaries? Yes. How are you feeling about this site? Because you wouldn't have seen anything like this before
3: my stomach is kind of turning a little bit um but at the same time he tried to attack us first so she's like trying to like look away from the worst of the gore but i think she is gonna start trying to go through any pockets that aren't deeply submerged in blood and grime like she wants to, I like I want to know who this is and why the hell he was trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. Can I like stick my hand in a few pockets and
1: Yeah, roll investigation? A natural 20. Ooh, girl. <laughs> Good thing that's not really a thing for skill check. 25. Checks. Okay. You don't find anything on him. But what you do see is on his leather armor, embroidered on the chest that's kind of ripped up a bit from where the the crossbow bolt is penetrating it. There is a silver raven stitched onto it. Could I
3: take a minute and, like, kneel down beside this body and, like, sort of give a quick, like, shh? to Kila and Maypri and, like, try and go into the quickening? Like, would it be a reasonable thought that maybe I could find his spirit or, like, see his spirit if I could look into the ethereal plane at this point? I don't know. Does Ylaris think it's a reasonable thought? She does. Thought? She's trying. Okay. Try. Okay. So I'm just going to, like, kneel down and, like, give a quick shush. To Kila and Maypri, and not really explain why, but like put my hands on my knees and just sort of like focus for a minute, see if I can enter the quickening state.
1: Maypri and Kila, what are you doing in this? How do you react to the shushing? Oh, I mean,
5: I'm not paying much attention to what Yllaris is doing. Um, my eyes are on the silver raven um, emblem. If I wanted to figure out if I know anything about that, is that going to be history or religion? What do you want it to be? Oh, I'm the same in both. Um, Let's go
1: history. Okay. Roll a history. 13? You don't know anything. It's a raven. Darn. Okay. There's there's lots of ravens, you know, uh, sim- symbols, but there's nothing that really stands out to you. Keila. I'm going to turn to Mapri and ask her... Uh,
4: Hey, that wound looks a little nasty. Do you want me to heal that, or do you want to try and sleep it off?
5: Oh, yeah, please. If you're offering, I'd love if you can heal my wounds. uh, I've got, like, some holes in my leg
1: now. I can do that. I just have to remember how. While you're remembering how, Ylari's, they're doing their thing. They're not paying any attention to you whatsoever. Are you tuning them out? Yeah, absolutely. I am focused. Okay. I would like a wisdom roll, please. Um, uh, 17. For a briefest of moments, you see a spirit kind of flicker from this corpse in front of you, and then it dissipates quickly but it's it's a weird dissipate it, it it's almost like it sucked like a through a vacuum and it's gone would i have uh
3: learned anything from the hathner at this point about like whether that is normal or if that's unusual could i like roll to see like if is that how departing spirits usually look or is that no that's yeah that's weird, weird?
1: That's weird. Interesting. If they're not just like sucked into blackness yeah. like that, into nothingness. Huh.
3: It's connected to something. Something's calling it back or like bringing it somewhere. Is that something I could roll to like deduce more about?
1: What kind of skill are you going to try rolling? Um, Arcana? Okay. Uh, 17. There's something, there's something just like tickling. The back of your skull there, there there's just something on the fringe of your memory, and it, it's it's connected to the raven but you're it's just it, it's not there you, you you're you can't put your finger on it there's something there but you 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 don't have your books with you 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 don't have your stuff with you 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 don't know
3: i'm just going to peer around while i'm still in the quickening and see if i see anything or anybody else around us in the
1: ethereal plane nothing really around you there there's some very there's a couple of really old spirits that you feel are tied to the earth here there there's a spirit that's tied to that old gnarled evergreen off in the corner uh but it's not conscious i'm
3: gonna like give it sort of in like an awkward wave i'm still haven't quite mastered all the like politeness things with spirits and like the sort (laughs) of etiquette of all that so I'm gonna like awkwardly wave mm-hmm. and then stand up break the quickening and uh, start taking notes in my journal to remind myself to, to look things up later talk to some people
1: you've been on the move with Adalana for the last fortnight tracking this this thing this thing it's it's cursed and it's dark and there, it's got it's got this yearning hopeful desire but it's also a sad hopeful desire it, it, it just it wants to be free of its curse, and you can feel that tugging at you. Adelana rides beside you, and she is covered in furs. Um, A woolen scarf is wrapped up over her nose, and the only portion of her that you can really see in this dim light is her eyes peering through the fur fringe of her hat. It is close she says as you approach a bend in the road we should reach the fork soon
2: I I hope the stronghold was able to send us enough warriors
1: we shall see the message I received was not hopeful something else is going on
2: well we'll make do with whatever they send us we've got to take care of this thing
1: I agree how are you holding up You took a couple of hits.
2: I feel fine. Uh, They say that regardless of whether that's true or not.
1: (laughs) Adelana is just concentrating on guiding her horse through the snow. The horses are quite literally plowing their way through the Hmm. roads. Because these these roads are deep in snow and and come up to almost like the chest of the Hmm. horses. Uh, so it, this is really hard on the horses, and it's hard on both mm-hmm. of you. Do you smell that
2: smoke? I do. Um, Pretty close. I'm guessing somebody set up a little bit of a campfire. Be good to warm up by it for a minute.
1: Kila, Maypri and Ylaris, you can hear a snort. It's a horse's snort. And in fact, your horses start stamping and snorting in response. I think I'm going to spin, uh, still anxious from what
3: happened before, like hands up, um, waiting to see whatever it is
5: come around the corner. Should we hide the body? Can we bury it and like bury it? In why, sunlight? why? I, I I don't know who's like. I I think this is the Hathron, but we, we still have a dead person right here. You want to hide the body from the? It tried to kill us, Maypri. He could have been a bandit. We, we don't know anything
3: about
4: it. Like, so why are we hiding him? was <laughs> gonna interrupt both of them and just shout at the on- incoming folks. Hello there.
2: Hi. Nice corpse you have there <laughs>
5: <laughs> I told you we should have hit it. uh yeah <laughs> don't don't mind this body and uh who, who
4: are you
2: uh I'll go ahead and uh as I'm as I'm getting close I'll hop off of my horse and go ahead and retrieve my staff that was just sort of like stuck in like the side of the uh the saddle bag kind of just sort of braced braced there and I lean on it. I'm just staring at the three of you for a moment as it's starting to occur to me how unusual the three of you are. Because there aren't that many elves in Roshaman. While I've seen a couple of demon sort of things from the Red Wizards, I've never seen a purple-skinned woman quite like quite like Maypri. And I certainly have never seen such an enchanting creature. As the red-haired half-elf is there, so I pause and I'm I'm openly staring for a moment, even after you've you've asked for my name, and then I finally say, "I'm Tethryn Kalwin. Uh, this here's Hothran Adalana." Adalana nods.
1: Oh,
3: finally, you you realize that we've been waiting here for what forty-two turns of the glass now
2: came as quick as i could
3: have
1: you seen the
3: roads yeah they're um not entirely pleasant uh,
2: one unusual thing about colwyn in this circumstance um where everybody is like very tightly bundled lots of scarves and different things like that like they really aren't wearing that that much so certainly not appropriately kitted out for the the weather sort of like leather pants sort of a like sleeveless leather top that is um, showing off some lean muscle but no heavy cloak some nice fur lined boots but no cloak no apparent backpack or bedroll or really a lot of gear at all
3: Um, I'm going to like wrap my cloak around me even tighter, kind of shivering at the sight of this and sort of stomp through the snow over to, like, extend my hand for a greeting and, like, reach my hand out to Cohen, try and shake your hand.
2: Yeah, I'll go in and take your hand and shake it.
3: Roaring Horn, a pleasure. Um, You seem underdressed, if you don't mind me saying. How are you not freezing to death in these miserable woods?
2: This spirits of roshamen provide oh that and a little enchantment from the hathryn
3: oh take a a closer look at those boots with a covetous eye and then extend my hand to uh adelana as well
1: hilarious roaring horn we were sent to your aid and at that Adalana gives you a stern glance you can see her eyes narrowing you can't see her mask because it's completely obscured by her scarf and her big fur hat but she set you Hularis and can see your mask you can see her eyes frown in consternation she dismounts
2: you are the only three for- that the stronghold could send
1: stronghold's uh, a,
3: little, a little lean on personnel right now or what you've got
2: mm. You any good with that glaive?
5: Oh my goodness, I'm great. Thanks for asking. How about you? You've got like a like a a hitting stick. Is that what you call that? And I'm gonna point to your stuff.
2: Uh, this is more of a walking stick. Uh, when you look at it, you do notice that it has um carvings on it. Um, kind of done all the way uh, up it. Do any of you speak Sylvan or read Sylvan rather? No. no. Okay, so th- there's a lot of funny-looking writing carved into it.
1: It's pretty. It's a pretty stick. Adelana looks at the eviscerated uh, creature and and says, I, I think she's pretty good with that. Yeah, do
3: you know anything about th- this creature, person, just whipped out from behind the tent and started thrashing a chain at us, and I told them to stop, but they didn't, so there we have it.
2: I want to see if I know anything. Uh, Just given Elf and the general geography, I'm going to make this a history check. That is an eight.
1: It looks like a really (laughs) pale elf.
2: Huh. Don't see too many elves around these parts.
1: Well, except you're with this company. And Adelena rolls. And she, that is an 18. Adelina knows what's up. She does know what's up. (laughs) She squats down next to the body and she, she actually reaches out and yanks the crossbow bolt out of its chest so that she can get a clear view. Oh, I'll take that back, thanks. She just holds it up over her shoulder and not breaking her view. Keela takes it. Thank you.
2: While the Hathryn's back is turned, I'll go ahead and I have a couple pouches on my belt and a couple odds and ends, and I go ahead and uh, pull out a little flask and I take a swig from it and then put the flask back.
4: Keela turns to them and asks, uh, can, I, can I have some of that? That looks like that's pretty tasty. Shh,
2: shh. Oh, shh. Sorry. And with the Hathorin's back is still turned, I'll go ahead and pass it over to you for a sip.
1: I'll take a, a very covert swig and then pass it back quickly. I just rolled a one for perception, so Adelina does not notice any of this. <laughs> she is really intent on what she's looking at.
2: By the way, when you take a swig from it, it's fire wine. Like oh, it's, yes, it's the good my stuff. My
1: old favorite. Oh, God.
3: I think Hilarious is, like, crouching over Adelana's shoulder, just trying to, like, figure out what she's doing. Be the first one to get any news.
1: Adelana is frowning. She does not look happy about this. And she starts muttering to herself. The raven, what is the people know? I wonder. What is it? this this is the symbol of the raven queen, and does anyone want to do a roll to see if they know that name? Uh-huh History, religion does it matter whichever you want. let's go history
2: I'm gonna make a religion check
1: okay fourteen uh, uh sixteen. Fourteen does not do it. But what were you, history or religion, Illyas? History. That does not do it. For history. Okay. Can I try, or is it too no, late? No, if you were actually paying attention to what she was saying and not sipping fire wine.
4: <laughs> okay, fair. I think that I'm probably not paying enough attention to roll for this.
5: <laughs> Within those conditions, I Mipri is watching. I'll go ahead and try, because I failed my history, so I'll give a religion a try.
1: <sighs> Six.
2: What's, or rather, who is the Raven Queen?
1: Adelana is still crouched down, and she looks up at you, Cowan, and you see her shiver. She was an elven queen who, she was on the path to divinity. But she was betrayed, and the ritual went wrong. As she fought to control the ritual, she was destroyed and pulled into the Shadow Fell. And there, all of her followers were pulled along with her, and her power is. no one knows.
5: So, this elf here is a follower of the Raven Queen?
1: This elf is. Eons old. Where did he come from? The shadow fell. What? What he's doing here? I. And she looks at the three of you, very concerned. Who are you?
3: You're Larry's horn. I feel like I'm
5: I, I don't... Are we doing introductions again? I You know who we are. We know she who you are, but... She holds up her hand but...
1: in silence. They only venture from the Shadowfell unless they have a target that is important. So I ask you again, who are you?
2: I move over closer to Adelana, standing supportively by her side.
3: You might know of my father, Bronley,
1: she founds your father. Mm-hmm. Lost daughter and all that. Her brows are furrowed and she looks at the other two quickly. And what is your story here? Why are you here? I'm I'm
5: just a wanderer. I have and I'm Mipri's gonna put her hands up.
1: I have zero dealings
5: with the Shadowfell. Like I this isn't something I actively want to get involved in.
4: Yeah, uh, same I'm I'm a traveling I don't know anything about Shadowfowl. Why
1: were you at the Fremioni Stronghold, and why were you sent
3: here? Again, Father Brunley, Fremioni Stronghold.
2: Victoria, can I make like an insight check, since they're throwing out a lot of this, just to make sure they're on the up and up? Yeah, go right ahead. That would be a 26.
1: Yeah, you can read them like the back of your hand.
2: They're not lying. There's something special about them. They don't know.
1: Aldrana raises up to her her feet, her brows still deeply furrowed.
2: All right. Do you think this attacker and the Raven Queen are related to the thing we're hunting?
1: Maybe. I don't know.
2: I'm liking this less and less.
3: When, when it died. Its soul was sucked as if from a, like a vacuum out of this plane. Do you think it was sucked back to the shadow realm? Is that is that the shadow fell? Is that why?
1: I think so.
2: Make some notes in my book.
1: Cowan, do you still feel the creature that we're tracking?
2: I nod. And actually, along with that then, um, I want to go ahead and... I want to use eyes of the grave. That allows me to sense undead within sixty feet.
1: You do not feel anything within sixty feet of you. Okay. But you do feel a tug due the, to your nature, due to the being inside of you.
2: I'm going to turn in the direction, like wherever I feel that that tug coming from. Just kind of close my eyes for a moment and just listen to it. Like we we have our moments where sometimes we're fighting back and forth. Other times I'm ignoring it. But I've learned that when it really counts, I need to I need to stop and listen. And that's what I'm doing.
1: It's northeast. This way. Aldrenna nods, and starts walking. Should we follow
5: them? We can leave this tent behind. It wasn't ours, anyways. Mm. Yeah, let's go.
3: I, I'm going to like uh, sort of like hasten my step to catch up to uh, to Cowan and uh, Aldrena and ask, what can you tell us about the thing we're hunting? All I know is that we were sent to aid you, but I, I don't know what exactly that aid is supposed to look like, what it is, what it does.
2: We're hunting something dangerous. <laughs> and we need to put it back in the ground before it hurts somebody. Rather, I should say, somebody's else. Uh, and you will notice that uh, Cowan has, like, like a, um, not not a very, na- not too nasty of a cut, but still kind of a cut on their side.
1: And Eldrena you, looks a little worse for wear as well. She has, well, you can't really see it, <laughs> but you can see, like, just, like, her one eye. It's black. So did it do that?
3: The point to the cut and then the black eye.
2: That it did. And uh I might add this is after the Ugh. healing.
5: You've been hunting this for a long time then.
2: Yes. For a fortnight.
5: Okay. So we we are getting close to it, right?
2: I would say yes.
5: Um, I wanna go ahead and use danger sense. Um, which is just—I basically get a uh, uncanny sense of when things nearby aren't as they should be. Um, gives me an edge to dodge. I have advantage on uh, advantage on like dexterity saving throws. I'm feeling uh,
1: you know, I'm reading the room. Mm-hmm. It's quiet in the woods. There's no animal chatter, no birds. It's quiet.
2: How dark is it now?
1: It's dusk.
2: Okay. Um, as we're we're walking kind of um I, I take it we're going off the path into the woods,
1: yes, and the snow is deep and it's banked up against trees. I mean, it's not a steady depth because you're you're in a wooded area, but there it's slow going, and in fact, your movement speed is halved.
2: Since I have a little bit of an easier time with the snow, I want to try to, uh, well, I guess I want to do two things. One, I'm going to cast light on my staff, so I just, you know, I have it in hand. I'm just going to take a moment and um, actually touch sort of the snow embankment for a moment and sort of like almost draw up out of the earth sort of light and put my hand back on the staff and it begins to glow. Then I want to try to help um, force my way through at the front, try to uh, make it a little bit easier for those that are coming behind me.
3: I could Firebolt a path through, if you'd like.
1: Eldrena motions her hand. All right, I'm going to, like...
2: I'm going to step back.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Cohen, you you mind? And just, like, start throwing Firebolts in front of me to melt a path through the snow. As we go,
1: Cohen, are you directing Yelari's where to go? Oh, please. Uh, yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Since I've kind of have that that feeling there, so I'm up at the front with her, kind of just a like a step back, just that way I'm not getting caught by any of the fire. <laughs> Could have used you a uh, fortnight ago.
1: <laughs> you melt your way through this this wood and. You come to the edge of a deep ravine. And this ravine, you can see down into it, and it is deep in snow. Probably like good three, three and a half feet deep in snow. And in some areas where there are, it's drifted, maybe four, five. And in a couple of places that you can see, it's probably over your head. Except maybe Maypre's yeah. head. <laughs> I can still Just see her like head sticks out. Um, if you were to go into <laughs> it, but down in that ravine which is about 20 feet below you, you see evergreen dotting the landscape. And there floating above the deep banks of snow is a tall creature with its tattered black robes swirling about it as it floats.
2: Eyes of the grave, so any undead within 60 feet.
1: That is undead. It is your query.
2: We found it.
1: Before
3: anything else happens, I'm casting mage armor on myself. What does your mage armor look like? Um, I think it's sort of like a... A silver, um, I think I like sort of cast it almost like above my head and it's like a silver, translucent silver paint that sort of like drips down and like covers me for a second and like in a split second, it's sort of faded away. Like it's just sort of a a slight iridescence if you're looking closely. Can I um, elbow Cowan and sort of whisper, is it corporeal? or is it like a spirit more zombie or more spirit do you think I mean it hit you right
2: that is a good point (laughs) it seemed pretty corporeal at the time
1: how did it feel
5: (laughs) I feel like that's half of our answer right there but now it's all floaty like
1: Mm.
3: Altrena, what do you think
1: I think it needs to go And I have a plan. Okay, I like plans. It's cursed. Both Cowan and I can feel it. I I can remove the curse. But I need time for the ritual. How much time? How
3: much time are we talking? A tenth of a glass.
5: Okay. So are we distracting it with
4: battle for that long?
3: I mean... Keila, you could try and do a little performance. Maybe it likes tumbling.
4: Oh, that's a great idea. I should play a song for it.
2: I was joking. I think we give it enough to worry about. It was uh, pretty aggressive last time we encountered it. If we can box it in, keep it from flying off somewhere.
3: If it is incorporeal I can cast a spirit ward which will help hopefully help mitigate its damage against us but we'd all have to stay within the same you'd have to stay fairly close to me did it attack you immediately last time like it just like saw you and was like Wah!
2: well we got a little a little close to it, it was, uh, knew something was wrong before it took the swing So it doesn't need much provocation
4: Should we try and get a sneak attack on it maybe? Yeah See if we can catch it unawares
2: I do think it uh, would behoove us to sneak closer
3: Alterna, can you cast your ritual from here or do you need to be closer? Cause if we could draw it away from your location that would help
1: I can start it here But in the end, I do have to touch it. Okay. Good to know. Don't worry about me. Just keep it occupied. And she starts to fumble through her component pouches that she has around her waist.
3: Is the spirit just sort of, like, maintaining its position, just sort of, like, floating around in the ravine as we're having this conversation? Okay.
5: Um, May Priya's going to go ahead and turn to Keela. Um, Okay, so I know you and I, we tended not follow instructions very well, but I have, um, like, an insider game plan for the two of us. I've got a spell where I can maintain most of the damage from that monster onto myself. I just need you to make sure that you can keep me alive while this happens. Do you think the two of us can handle that? We've got this. All right.
2: I'll high five you. I'll
4: high
5: five
2: back. Are you two just whispering to each other or is that where the group can hear?
4: You can hear us,
5: but it's to each other.
4: But it's like, by the way, our, our high five is like a quiet high five. Like, it's a very slow speed high five. It's like a
5: hand caress in the air.
3: <laughs> I'm going to cross my arms and look at Colin. They do this all the time.
4: All right. Are we ready?
3: Seems unlikely, but I think we're probably going to do it anyway.
2: All right. Follow me nice and quiet.
3: I try to be very quiet.
4: Keela's going to really crouch down low to the ground with her back hunched over on, on her tiptoes to take quiet steps.
1: Okay, first. Initiative rolls for everyone.
4: Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> I rolled a four.
2: 17.
4: I also got 17.
5: I don't know if it's a six or a nine.
1: Is there a... <laughs> Either a line or a dot that indicates. There's
5: a dot towards
1: the bottom. Yeah, the dot is and towards the bottom. Be a
2: six.
5: No, no, no! It's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a nine. Oh, okay. it's a nine. it is a nine.
2: <laughs> um, sorry, plus two is eleven. I think Keila and I have at seventeen. Because mm-hmm. we tied.
1: What is your dexterity modifier, common
2: Uh, Plus three.
1: And Keela? Also plus three. (laughs) All right, roll a d20. Whoever rolls the highest goes first. 17. Five. All right, Keela. Okay, so Keela, you are trying to stealth down there. How are you doing that? Where are you trying to go in relation to this creature?
4: I see a line of trees that run along the side of where the creature is. And since they're evergreens, they're, they're pretty low hanging. So she, I'm crouched very low and I'm hiding beneath the pines of
1: the evergreens. Trying to just inch closer very quietly. Okay, so you are along the line of evergreens at the top of the ravine. 20 yes. feet above this creature. Yes.
3: Okay. So are we are we inching down into the ravine or no?
4: I wanna try and get a, a shot on it before we do.
1: Okay, roll me or a stealth a roll. roll. Okay. That is gonna be a twenty-four. Okay, I'm going to roll a perception. And that's nineteen. So the creature does not notice you. So you're going to attack? Yes. Okay, please, roll. 13. Since I'm in
4: stealth, do I get an advantage or anything like that, or how does stealth attacks work?
1: You're not a rogue. Oh. But you do hit it as a surprise attack. So roll for damage. Five. The bolt... Hits it, and you hear an unreal howl emit from it. But the bolt goes straight through. Oh shit, we need magic!
3: It howled, it didn't like it.
2: Semi, semi, semi corporeal. <laughs> Okay, so um, Kilo's already taken a shot at it. It's howled. So I first have a stupid question. Mm-hmm. How steep does like the the ravine look here? That's like, not is a it, stupid is question. Is there a slope or that's is it straight down? That's a very down?
1: smart question. Yes, it is a good, good question. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, It is at about a... So I'm going to say it's about a 60 degree angle.
2: So pretty steep. Yep. It's very steep. So uh, thanks to my boots, I can ignore the, uh, I can ignore difficult terrain from snow and ice. Mm-hmm. So now, since Keila's already went ahead and took a shot, I'm moving a bit quicker because I'm also kind of the impatient sort, mm-hmm. <laughs> in spite of me being the one to call for stealth. Uh, so I'm going to start trying to move quickly, kind of um, quickly down the ravine, uh, still taking the safer path for the moment. The the steep one looks a little too steep to safely do that for the moment. But but uh, I need to get down there. I need to give this thing something to focus on.
1: Okay. So you is that your turn? You move down.
2: How far away is it, range-wise?
1: It is about fifty feet.
2: Okay, I'm not sure what tricks it has up its sleeve, so I'm gonna I'm gonna open up with something. Um, as I I want to use my move action to you know uh, for my movement, but for my actual action, I'm gonna go ahead and I, I uh actually give out sort of a sharp whistle this is verbal only. <laughs> Uh, and um, some more of those same sort of lights almost they're they're not quite formless they sort of have arms I guess you could say but they're definitely sort of still featureless sort of very simple sort of spirits in the area start to uh, come up out of the earth and out of nearby trees or rocks or just kind of in the area and a couple of them sort of like glom onto this thing um, or we're going to try to growl them onto this thing. Uh, it needs to make a dexterity save. Okay. Six. Six. It fails. Uh, it then lights up. And this very kind of... Um, uh, it's very kind of like natural... Uh, it's not really natural, but... Nature-themed uh, green light very brilliantly. Um, so that is fairy fire... Nice. Um, and but that while well, I have concentration on it, um, any attack rolls against this creature have advantage, and it can't benefit from being invisible. Um, so that was my spell. So one other thing is this: is my bonus action as I'm moving along. Um, I, and I love how I'm not. I'm using <laughs> using all this stuff from my feet and not from my actual class. Uh I'm going to go ahead and cast um, Shillelagh on my quarterstaff. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so that actually starts to look a lot more like branchy instead of and um, so like growing a couple little sprigs here and there, um, kind of getting a little bit thicker and heavier, kind of empowering it.
5: Maybe. I'm going to attack it.
1: Okay. Uh. So. This creature is about 50 feet. You can only move half movement right now because of the terrain. Your normal speed is 30, correct? Okay. Yeah, so you can move about 15. If you dash, if you're deciding to just, like, run as far as you can, you are going to be able to run 30 feet. And that's it.
5: I would like to dash towards it. Yolary's...
3: Um, I think that this all happened way faster than Ularius was hoping for. She was planning for like stealth and like creeping down and had been like, okay, stay close to me. I'll like make a little protective circle. Now everybody is gone. And she's just like shit 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 chit shit. shit. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna cast Moonbeam uh right on top of the creature. And what does that look like? Well like moonbeam. I extend my hands and this um silvery opalescent beam of light um seems to shoot down from the sky and up from the ground at the same time uh and it's sort of like a tube that's encasing uh this being it's like five feet wide glittering uh sphere or no uh like not a sphere but a column (laughs) Thank you, shape words. Column of light um, that is like opalescent and glittery and, and quite lovely.
1: Okay, so this is if the creature ends its turn there, right? Or starts its turn. Yes, when
3: they enter the spell's area for the first time. So this would be they're in the area for the for first, the first time, time, right? Yes. And then also when they start a turn there. Okay. Okay. So they need to make a constitution saving throw or take two d10 radiant damage.
2: On a Ooh. Yes. okay. Radiant is is a good thing, I think. In this yeah. case, yeah,
1: I was thinking, yeah. So con, uh, that's 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 a big old nine. I'm retiring the, this dice. Wow, this this d20 is going Thank into you dice that jail. Dice. dice jail. I
3: love you, that dice. I am so thankful for you. All right, two d10 a four and a one. So five radiant damage. And then another constitution saving throughout the start of its turn.
2: It's okay. It's a start. You yeah, hear five.
1: a bit of a sizzle. Ooh. And that howl again. And now, like now that you're you have you moved closer? Um, no, but
3: I would like to start picking my way down the slope a little bit. I don't want to get closer. Mm-hmm. But I do sort
1: of want to stay where I am in relation to it, but moving down the slope. Right. Uh, You, you hear the sizzle. Everyone can hear that kind of sizzle as that radiant damage goes through this creature. Um, And you, you can see it like encased in this light and it's already like this weird grayish color, but now there's this light effusing through it and it, You hear that unreal howl again. Adelana is at the top of the ravine. And at this point, she is taking salt from one of her pouches. And she is creating a circle around her. So now the creature is going to roll because your surprise round is over. (laughs) 23. Top of the round. It starts howling and its speech starts just howling these bubbling babbling words that you cannot quite make out it's almost as if they make sense but you you just you can't hear it and it bugs you it nags at you I need every single one of you to give me a wisdom saving throw
5: oh good oh no can't wait That's a six.
1: Four.
2: Twenty-seven.
1: Oh
3: my god.
1: Twelve. Keela, Maypre, and Yelary's. Oh no. Twelve psychic damage. Oh,
3: Oh, that's really bad, friends. That's really, really bad.
1: And you're stunned, which means that you are incapacitated and can't move. You can only speak falteringly and you automatically fail any strength or dexterity saving thrones. Attack rolls against you have advantage.
2: Uh, How long are they stunned for?
1: They are stunned until the end of their next turn.
3: Um, But it did start its turn in my moonbeam, right? It needs to make another con save.
1: Yes, it does. And that is 14. That'll save, because I ain't shit, but it does take half damage. Ooh, that's a
3: that's a five. So 15 divided by two. Seven. Okay, thank you. Seven radiant damage.
1: So what happens in this, in this case, is it howls and it creates that babbling inane mm-hmm. sound in your ear, coupled with its howl of rage as it's this it's burning in this column of radiation. And all of that coupled just just overtakes your minds. Cowan, you get half damage.
2: Okay, how much damage was that? Six? So that was six. Oh. But
1: you are not stunned. Okay. Keela. So my first
4: instinct was to want to maybe heal somebody or unstun somebody, but you need to be within range of me touching you. And I is anybody within range of me touching touching them? I know Maypri is
1: not. No, you are at the top hidden in some trees. Can I rage while stunned? You can rage and you're stunned. You can go into range but you are not going to be, you can't move. Right, okay. That's fine. So, I am going to
4: rage because I am very angry that I am stunned and can't move and am rooted in place and I'm going to use my spirit assault.
3: And you have advantage because of the fairy fire, right? Oh no, wait, that spirit's assault is the spirit's.
4: Uh,
2: if, if it has an attack roll.
4: Well, I don't think it really matters because I rolled a 10 and a 6.
2: Oh, um, wait a minute. I I took damage, so I need to make a concentration save. Yep. Okay, now this is the thing I get fuzz- I get fuzzy on because I've seen DMs treat it differently. Um, What is my mm-hmm. DC on this? Because it's a con save, but is it just...
1: I'm going to say for this case here, it's if it's above ten, okay, you're good. If it's below ten, you're not. I I like the ten as like a good.
2: Okay, it's still the fairy fire is still there.
3: I have to do it too, right? Because moonbeam is concentration. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no. I'm sorry. It's okay.
3: Oh, okay, that's fine. That's a fourteen. Okay.
2: okay.
1: Your concentration is good. You're stunned, but you're you're able to hold on to that spell, both of you. I'm
3: stunned. I'm almost dead,
1: (laughs) but I'm (laughs) holding on to that spell by God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, Keila, so you're raging. Your spirit's completely missed just simply because you're just completely out of it. We've got Cowan.
2: Having moved last turn, how close am I to it now slash how far am I down the ravine?
1: You're about 20 feet away from it. Okay. And at this point, you've got snow like to your waist. Okay. I mean, it's not hindering you any with your boots, but... but it's,
2: it's still there. It's there. Okay. This thing doesn't seem to like radiant damage all that much. Doesn't seem to like the, the light, which might fit if it's another scary beastie from the Shadowfell or something. Um, and so I'm going to uh, go ahead and from my my position, I actually like level my staff, uh, almost as if it were a crossbow or something of that nature. And I fire a bolt of light out of the end of it. At the creature, I'm firing alpha guiding bolt, and I want okay. to cast it using one of my second level slots. Okay. Um. So that is a ranged spell attack. However, I get a I, I get advantage on it because of my fairy fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad it did because one of my numbers was pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, that is a 17 to hit.
1: That is a hit. Okay. Good.
2: <laughs> Thank God. Okay, come on. Hello, critty Dice. Guys, this might be, like, my character. I think this is the best rolling I've done. These are going to be my new favorite dice. <laughs> okay.
3: Um... i like, anxiety chewing my pencil here.
2: Uh, that <laughs> is going to be 22 radiant damage.
1: Oh, hello. Yeah. Oh, damn. Hello.
2: I rolled two I rolled two sixes a 5 a 3 and a 2.
1: <laughs> this <sighs> creature. You can see its its shape in its column of of moonbeam. And this shriek that it lets out is just absolutely immense. And for those of you who are stunned, it just bites directly into your brains. I need another wisdom saving throw from you oh, three. No. Oh, no
5: if I'm raging do I have resistance no
1: this is as this is psychic damage you you're you're stunned
3: I'm I rolled a 17.
1: I rolled a 13 May pre 16 <sighs> okay okay so Keela. no not the healer no <laughs> ouch no, not me. No. 8 damage. Oh god. Does that mean we take half? That makes means you take half, four.
3: Cool, guys. I'm at one hit point. I'm a squishy little wizard.
1: Okay, Maypri.
5: I have danger sense. Does that mean I can't be incapacitated?
2: Oh, hmm. So, so stunned actually does say the the stunned creature is incapacitated.
3: Oh, oh. And so Mephi says... can't be stunned.
1: Yeah, I, I, I see it. But as a DM, in this ruling. Because this is psychic damage. This isn't you being like snuck upon, right. like, in something sneaking on you and taking advantage of you unawares. This is some crazy creature with some incorporeal magic shit that is coming at you. Um, so I, I think this is this is going to be a very different thing from your danger sense. I tried.
2: I I, I feel bad because I I can't do anything about the stun condition.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, man, this is the whole part of the game.
5: I'm going to rage just because I'm angry. (laughs) Okay, you're just like angry in place.
1: Okay, so then we have Yolars.
3: Okay, so I can't move, which means I can't cast any spells that require movement. Which is basically all of them, right? Mm. Um, So I am going to focus and try with all of my new ethryn entity to try and reach out uh, spiritually and pull a spirit to me and try and bind a spirit.
1: Okay. And I am
3: going to try and bind a spirit of envy. Of envy? Why envy? I think right now I am feeling pretty down and vulnerable when I thought I was in a position of power, and so I think that envy of uh, others who have greater resilience and greater power and greater understanding of what's going on in the world is sort of uh, a motivating factor right now.
1: Okay. And what does, what does this binding look like? Um, I mean, I don't think it
3: looks like much right now since I'm stunned and like, can't, uh, can't do much uh, on this plane. But I think if you could gaze into uh, the ethereal plane, it would be sort of like ascending out of like spiritual tendrils that are tinted a little bit jade. And uh, seeing what kind of spirit, like, whether the spirit reaches back. And then when the spirit reaches back, sort of like a a wrapping, almost like a wrapping in vines and pulling this spirit close to myself.
1: And what does it do?
3: So passively... When I deal damage with an attack or a spell while Envy is bound, I gain the spirit's level in temporary hit points. Oh, and I should say I'm spending a second level spell slot to do this.
1: Okay, so how many temporary?
3: Once it, when I do any damage, I get two temporary hit points. Um, so that's your turn. That is my turn.
1: Adelina at this point is standing in her circle of salt her arms are outstretched from her body on either side of her, slightly in front of her torso palms upward her head is tilted back, her eyes are closed, and her mouth is moving as she chants to herself and the creature constitution saving throw (laughs) yeah it does Oh shit. Um 7. Okay, yeah, that does not save.
3: It's a 7 and a 5, so 12 radiant, and I get 2
1: temporary hit points. It shrieks. And as it shrieks within its radiation, it crumbles. <gasps> And ash floats out into the night. I think Hilarious
3: is just like breathing really, really hard, keeping that moonbeam up and sort of looking back and forth from Cowan and like up to where uh, Eldrena is and
2: being like, is that what we wanted? How do I feel when this happens? You feel relief. It's done.
3: I'm gonna release the envy spirit as that damage is done, um, so I get another ten temporary hit points when I do that.
2: Yeah, Lars, you said you were down the like to one HP. So with psychic damage, is it is it obvious? Like you're you're are you having like the worst migraine of your life, or like?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think she's probably got really like, dark circles under her eyes yeah. and sort of like sort of a. a a twisted face, but yeah, I don't know. It's probably pretty hard to tell just how close she came okay. to dropping under this uh, force of this entity's screams.
4: Keila is going to sprint as fast as she can towards you, Larrys. How, how far apart are we? Not that
3: far. I only managed to move like 15 feet.
4: Okay, I'm going to sprint towards you and immediately heal you. Four. Thanks. Seven points of healing.
2: Everybody okay?
4: I've been better,
3: but uh wow. That was that was really something, wasn't it? Yay, it's dead.
2: Well Dead's a relative word. It's free now.
3: How how do you know? I can feel it. But how can you feel it?
2: I I thought you were an Ethrin.
3: Eh, pretty early on in the whole training thing. It's all pretty new to me.
2: So they haven't told you about Tethren yet in Tethruni?
3: No. I no. I
2: We're sort of the the group in between.
3: Between what?
2: Between the witches and the crafters.
5: Huh.
2: We're, um... Trying to think of the a simple way to put it, but...
3: I like complicated. Don't worry about that. I'm just gonna pull out her notebook.
2: I'm not as good in the complicated. That's, well, that's why I have this, and I, I direct the attention to my staff, uh, which is really just one big old cheat sheet.
3: <laughs> Can I get right up on the staff and, like, start, like like examining it probably a little too close, but like
2: I'm interested in the complicated. Uh, It is, it is uh, in the Sylvan language. So you would need to take some time to translate it, but they are like different ideas and concepts and things like that. Uh, We're spirit talkers, I guess is a simple Hmm. term for it. We commune with where the Hathryn Bind and make deals, we it comes more naturally to us. They just we at we call and they answer. Could be if because of that is why I sense what I did, or it could be before we're done with our training. Well, we are bonded with a spirit and it remains within us until we can. Free it.
3: Bonded? What? Until you... Is that like being possessed? Or what does... What does that mean?
2: I guess from certain people's point of view, maybe. I prefer to think of... <laughs> prefer to think of it like a friend.
1: And at that, you he- you can feel some- a crackle of energy. As... Eldrana stops her
2: ritual. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no need for that anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. she, uh... she, She looks down at you and says, well, then. All right. She just grins back down at you.
2: That was most impressive. I can't think of too many Etherin that could uh, take on a beast like that.
3: Yeah, the ethryn thing is kind of new, but I've been playing the wizard game for a while now. I don't know. (laughs) They're interesting bedfellows. And at that, I think I'm going to just slump down into the snow and sort of like lie there.
2: Yeah, why don't we take, uh, take a couple minutes there. And uh, when everybody's resting, um, I want to uh, do a prayer of healing to get them back some of their HP.
1: Okay.
4: Oh, and I think I can also do Song of Rest.
2: It's true, too.
4: If we take a rest, yeah.
2: Um, so everybody will get back 11 HP.
3: Oh, thank you. Oh, nice. Thank you. That'll take me back up to the top,
2: and that is a sort of. Um, when I say ritual, I don't mean as a ritual spell, but it does take uh, it takes about ten minutes, where uh, Colwyn is um, sort of calling on calling on help, reaching out into uh, kind of towards the natural world, uh, drawing these in, and it's almost like this this place that was a source of battle not that long long ago feels a lot more peaceful feels like the the cold doesn't bother you so much anymore like where the the snow's like melted in your boots uh, feels drier just you feel more at ease
3: i still i would i would kill for a hot bath right now
2: that i can't magic up (laughs) me neither yet
1: well eldrana says Jeez, more like yell from the top of the ravine <laughs> down to the rest of you let's go back to the stronghold bats await <sighs> and food? there better be food <laughs> our look into some of the lore and foes found in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes out in gaming stores on May 18th. If you liked what we put in your eardrums, you can listen to more at thebroadswords.com. Our next scheduled episode is Saturday, May 19th. Thanks again to Christine Chester of Heroes of the Hydean Way for joining us. See you next time!
4: I Am Here
3: is an interview show that features women, members of the LGBTQ plus community, non-binary
4: people, and people of color active in the RPG community.
3: Listen to stories about what inspires them to create, play, and run RPGs, why representation in tabletop gaming matters, and how the community can be an open, welcoming, and safe space for everyone. For more info, go to IAmHerePodcast.com.
2: The Broad Sword is a member of the RPG Academy Network. The network facilitates the sharing of knowledge, passion, and experience in the role-playing game hobby by helping to create and promote quality content that is both entertaining and educational. The network is inclusive and fosters an environment welcoming to new and existing members of the hobby. The Broadswords perfectly represent the network, and we're proud to work and play alongside them.
1: I should probably have the stat block out, eh? Oh no, there's a stat block!
2: that laugh isn't good
5: it probably matches the role (laughs) Hilary
3: suddenly looks up and peers deeply into the forest trying to perceive all things around her
1: Uh, yes oh fuck I like okay
4: what is going on over there
1: I, I... I put sticky notes in like everything except the one
3: thing that I needed. <laughs> of course, a strange. Well, this is going in. This I is becoming win. a blooper. I win. <laughs> a strange oh, yeah. cackling wind comes through the trees, and they all sort of look up with the feel of impending something.
1: Oh, Jesus.
3: <laughs> a yellow piece of paper, <laughs> or <a> parchment. <laughs> Sticky note paper. Thank you.
2: Consummate professionals.
1: Yeah. A a fluorescent sticky note goes flying across the wastes (laughs) of Rashomon. (laughs) Okay. All right. So I, I rolled. And what's that set? Okay.